Welcome to the First Baptist Barberville Weekly Sermon Podcast. At FBC Barberville, our mission is to gather, grow, give, and go. Join us for live worship on the Court Square in Barberville, Kentucky, or to learn more about our church, visit fbcbarberville.com. Here is Pastor Tyler Shields. finally gotten out of 2021, huh? It's had its ups and downs, right? It's been a good year, though. All in all, even for our church, it's been a good year. I'm very excited about 2022, the things that God is is already putting in place for this, this coming year. This week's sermon title is New Beginnings, and it's a great time every year to start some things fresh, maybe do some things differently, right? Uh, Most of us will set a few goals, and I think statistically speaking, we've got about 17 days until those run out and we give up. Uh, But keep going. Let's let's see if we can't drag it out a little further this year. This year, I'm inviting you to join me on a journey as we go through the Word together. Now, you should have gotten in your bulletin a Bible reading plan. If you didn't, or you want to take one to somebody, there's plenty of extras. There'll be some at all the exits uh, if you need one of these. But basically, we're going to be going through God's Word together this year as a church family, okay? Each week, uh, myself or someone else will be preaching from one of the passages that, if you do this, you'll be reading that week. If you're in a D group, and many people are in a D group, if you're not, just be patient. We're going to invite you uh, in the near future. But if you're in a D group, this is where this, this hammers God's Word home. It's so repetitive, right? You'll be reading God's Word for yourself. You'll be applying it to your life, journaling about it, praying about it, memorizing parts of Scripture. You'll be hearing it preached on Sunday morning, talking more about it on Sunday night. And the idea, church, is in 2022 to get us into the Word of God, as we said before, until the Word of God gets deep into us and begins to impact our lives and change who we are. I believe the Word is powerful. I believe that it is effective in transforming our lives and making us more like Christ, don't you? Yeah, so that's why we're going to do this. This morning, that's also why we're starting with, I think, the foundational chapter of the Bible. We're going to go all the way back to the beginning, uh, new beginnings in the, the book of Genesis, chapter 1. If you have your Bible, go ahead and turn there. We're going to look at Genesis 1 all the way down to the first part of chapter 2. We're going to skip through part of this this morning. But go back to the very opening page of your Bible. And here's what the Word says. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness covered the surface of the watery depths, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. And then God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness He called night. There was an evening, and there was a morning, one day. Now, we're going to jump ahead just a little bit. Moses, who wrote the book of Genesis, writes, and he goes through the next several days of creation. 
where God creates the skies, He creates the seas, He creates the ground, He appoints the boundaries of the seas, tells them that they can't come any further than this. He creates vegetation and plants and trees. He creates all the stars in the heavens and all the galaxy. He fills those seas with life and fish and all the sea creatures. He fills the sky with birds and everything that's in the air. And those five days of creation pass, and each day God looks back at all that He's done, and He says, this is good. And then we come to day 6, in verse 24. Verse 24 says, Then God said, Let the earth produce living creatures according to their kinds, livestock, creatures that crawl, and the wildlife of the earth according to their kinds. And it was so. So God made the wildlife of the earth according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, and all the creatures that crawl on the ground according to their kind. And God saw that it was good. And then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. They will rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, the whole earth, and the creatures that crawl on the earth. And so God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God. He created them male and female. And God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful, multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. Rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, and every creature that crawls on the earth. God also said, Look, I've given you every seed-bearing plant on the surface of the entire earth and every tree whose fruit contains seed. This will be food for you. For all the wildlife of the earth, for every bird of the sky, and for every creature that crawls on the earth, everything having the breath of life in it, I have given every green plant for food, and it was so. God saw all that he had made, and it was very good indeed. Evening came, and then morning, the sixth day. Then jump to chapter 2. So the heavens and the earth and everything in them were completed. On the seventh day, God had completed his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy. For on it, he rested from all of his work of creation. God rests, not because God's tired. God doesn't get tired, but because his work of creation was complete. You, you know, Genesis 1, Genesis 2, this is probably one of the most heavily debated parts of Scripture out of the entire Bible. We, we come up with a lot of questions like, was each day a literal 24-hour period? How, how old is the earth? How old is the universe? Is there, and here's one theory, is there a millions or even billions of years gap between Genesis 1-1 and Genesis 1-2? Now, None of that's our focus this morning. If you want to talk more about that, come back tonight at 6. There's your hook to come back tonight. We'll talk a little bit more about that. This morning, what we've got to understand is that we have to accept Genesis 1 and Genesis 2 as the Word of God and as true. And for, there's a number of reasons for this, okay? Today, even Christians, we, even some of us believers, we have the tendency to take the Bible... What I say, buffet style. We like to take the parts. We load up on all the parts that we like, right? All the stuff that, that's not uncomfortable. All the stuff that, that we can wrap our feeble minds around. And we leave all the rest or, or even refuse all the rest. But listen, it doesn't work that way. Either we accept God at His Word for all of His Word or we reject all of God's Word. 
And so we must accept especially the opening pages of Scripture. Dr. John Phillips wrote this. He said, Abandon Genesis 1 as unfactual and unreliable, as mere mythology, as a doctored-up copy of the Babylonian creation epic, as totally unacceptable to modern science, and Satan has won. If the Holy Spirit cannot be trusted when He tells of creation, how can He be trusted when He tells of salvation? If what he says about the earth in Genesis 1 can be questioned, then what he says about heaven in Revelation 22 can be questioned. If the Holy Spirit cannot be trusted in Genesis 1, how can he be trusted in John 3.16? Folks, if God isn't able to create everything from nothing in the amount of time that God sees fit to do that in, then what kind of God is he to us? And that takes us to our first point this morning. My God is able. All of our points this morning are going to be in the first person because when you write these things down or you say these back to yourself, I want you to personalize these things this morning. It's my God and my God is able. This may be the most important sermon that you hear this year because so much hinges on the truths in this passage of scripture. Man has tried for generations to figure out and to understand our beginnings, our origins, to, to, to wrap our mind around this. And every theory that we've come up with, that we've formulated outside of what the Word of God says, they all fail either logically or even scientifically. Accepted science, here's just an example. Accepted science, and I'm, listen, I'm no scientist, I'm a preacher, okay? Some of y'all are smarter at this stuff than me. But I do know this, the first law of thermodynamics... I mean, I just heard that word for the first time. The first law of thermodynamics tells us that energy, which includes matter, things, can neither be created nor destroyed. It can change from one form to another, but it, it, what we have is what we got, okay? And so since energy, to include matter, is now not being created nor being destroyed, that tells us logically and scientifically that somewhere in times outside of our space-time system as we know it, there had to be a time when these creative energies were at work to make everything that there is today. And now those creative energies are no longer working. They're, they're not there. In other words... Everybody pretty well agrees that energy and matter cannot be naturally created from nothing, regardless of the amount of time that you give it to come out of nothing. And so this is kind of where our knowledge and our understanding ends. And so we have to accept that something, right? Or I think as the Bible would say, someone, as the Word tells us, this person, this being brought into existence the earth as we know it out of nothing. Because nothing can't make something. The greatest minds in history haven't been able to figure this out. But the Word of God tells us, very simply, stating, in the beginning, God. Elohim in the Hebrew. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, in the beginning, there's our time. God created the heavens, there's the space needed, and the earth, there's the matter and all the energy that we need. So how did He do it? What did He use? The Bible says that He simply spoke, that He said, let there be light, and there was light. 
He said, let there be an expanse. Let the water, let the sky, let the earth bring forth this and that. And it just was. We call this ex nihilo creation. That means that God made everything there is that has been made out of nothing. That, it, that simply came out of the mind of God, out of His imagination, through His Word and through the work of His Spirit. And it just, it just was. We have to accept this truth. Because if God can't do this, how can we accept that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin? If God can't do this, how can we accept that, that Jesus controlled the natural elements with the very words, peace be still, and the raging seas and the winds ceased? How can we accept that Jesus walked out onto the liquid water and walked across its surface without sinking, just like it was solid ground. If we can't accept creation, how can we accept that the sun actually stood still in the sky for Joshua and the Israelites to fight a little longer? More important than that, like Dr. John Phillips said, if we can't accept that God created, then how can we accept that God so loved this broken world that He gave His Son that we could be saved if we just believe? I think the Bible rightly starts with the creation account because it shows us that this, this great God who's able to create everything that we know and even many things that we don't know and, and can't understand, if He's able to do all of that, just think, He's able to do in your life absolutely anything. As you go into the, this new year, in 2020, 2021, it's really been tough on a lot of us. A lot of us have been whipped up one side and right down the other, and it's been hard. And maybe you're going into this new year, and you're not seeing a lot of hope in this coming year. Listen, when you wake up in the morning and it's just tough to get out of the bed, just remember the God that made all this stuff. He's with you. And He's able to do with you and in you and through you and in your life anything that you can ever dream possible and many things that you can't. He's able. That takes us to our second point. Not only did God create you, understand that God made me special. Again, in the first person, God made me special. Write that down. It's so important for a number of reasons. God made everything in the cosmos, and then on day six, He creates something very unique, something totally different. It's so different from everything else. It's so special that a whole other chapter, Genesis 2, is, is dedicated to the details of the process that God used to create man. And the Word is quick to tell us that God actually made man out of the very image of, of God Himself. And so what that tells me is that every person has within them qualities of their Creator, parts of His nature, parts of His personality, parts of His moral and spiritual capacity, emotions, intellect, conscience. We are a soul within a mortal body that's totally different than anything else in God's creation. And the single truth that God made man in God's image affects literally every area of life from philosophy to religion to politics to science. Think about this. It affects human dignity. It affects views on liberty. It affects political systems and, and medicine, trying to determine whose life is more valuable than another. For example, communist, Marxist political systems, what do they try to do? What's the first thing that has to go? Religion. Why? Because if there is a God, 
And God created man in God's image. That means this man is unique and valuable and his life matters. And if man's life matters, then man's life can't be controlled or even ended by the convenience of the governing powers. For us, it's a reminder that we're God's special creation. Now, we didn't do our little turn to somebody and say Merry Christmas or Happy New Year. Right now, turn to somebody and tell them you are special. that feel good a lot of smiling faces when we did that we forget that don't we yet we long for deep within our being we long for that affirmation Facebook Instagram all of the social media platforms are right now today making their fortunes off the basic need that we have to be reminded of our worth We often seek worth and affirmation in the number of likes or the number of followers or the number of views or just totally being consumed by what we call the selfie culture. When we should find that affirmation in what the Word of God says about who we are in God's eyes. That we, you are made in the very image of your Creator God. That you are fearfully and wonderfully made. That God Himself knit you together in your mother's womb. You're special. But you're not perfect. Not yet. Takes us to our final point. And that is that God is making me new. See, God was able to rest on the seventh day, but his rest was short lived. Next week, we're going to take a jump all the way. If you do your reading plan, we'll be going all the way to Genesis chapter 15. And what you'll see in your daily reading is that something very strange happens between Genesis chapter 2 and all of the rest of the Bible. And so for a very brief period, everything was right. Everything was as perfect as it could be. God's creation was finished without flaw, without mistake. God made no mistakes when he created us and everything else. But then something happened, right? That throws everything else into chaos. But when God was finished with His work, thank you ladies, when God was finished with His work, He could stand back and and, and, and just rest, just admire the work of His hands. And as He stood back, and I think God, if He wanted to, I don't know how He did it, if He just looked at everything, or God could even hold the entire universe right in the palm of His hand. You realize that? But He, he, he admires what He's done. This, this thing that's come out of His, his mind, out of his, his, you know, his imagination. And He says, this is very good. And it was so perfect. I think it's a lot like this, this mirror, right? That all of creation was reflecting back to God Himself. All of his glory, all of his, the, 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 the traits of his character and his nature. And it was beautiful. But then we get to Genesis chapter 3. 
which we're not going to go into this morning. But we did something, right? We were tempted. We were tempted to not only turn our back on God, but the initial temptation was to take God's word and and no longer believe it. There's nothing wrong with being tempted. We're all going to be tempted. As you go through 2022, you're going to face temptation. Here's where we messed up. That's pretty good. (laughs) But what did that do? Here's one of the greatest theological lessons you're going to get this year. When we bit into the temptation and we sinned against God... We ruined it. We took everything that was good. Walking daily in the presence of God. All of this splendor and glory and this stuff that we can't even imagine that came out of the mind and mouth of God and we ruined it. And that perfect image that just reflected all of God's splendor and glory back to Himself. It was shattered. Genesis chapter 1, as exciting and majestic as it is, and I love reading about God taking nothing and, and forming it and, and turning it into something wonderful. But in a way, all of that, those different days, it, it kind of represents our lives, a lot like this broken mirror. Our fallenness, us ruined by Satan and by sin, the the chaos and the darkness and and the the pieces. But here's what the, the Bible says. The Apostle Paul said that God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give light of the knowledge of God's glory, not in creation, but in the face of Jesus Christ. You see, I believe that just like the Spirit of God was hovering over those dark and formless waters in Genesis chapter 1, today the Spirit is at work in our, in our hearts, shining God's light, the light of Christ, down to the deepest, darkest parts of our being and beginning in us this, this process of what we call regeneration. I like the word recreation. You see, we tend to focus on, on the brokenness, Right? We focus on, on the mess and all the, all the pieces and, and trying our best as we go through life to get it back to just the way that it used to be. Here's the, here's the thing. This will never be the way that it was. Even if you could find every little shard and somehow get it back together, it's never going to be the same. Your life is never going to be perfect like it was supposed to be. You see, God's not interested in your pieces. God wants to make something brand new out of you. Something better than what was. Not something that looks like the way you used to look, but something that looks a whole lot more like Jesus. (laughs) The Bible says that Jesus is Himself the image of the invisible God. He's the perfect radiance of God's glory. The perfect representation of His being. That's why God is making you you new. And it's only through Christ that this recreation, the new beginning, 
can happen in your life. The Bible says that through Christ, the old, this, this right here, this gets to die. <laughs> you get to leave this where it is. This passes away and we become a new creation through Jesus. My question for you this morning is what parts of you or part needs to be made new today? What part of you needs to be recreated in 2022? Do you need a new heart? Guess what? My God is able to give you a brand new heart. Do you, do you need a new mind? God can renew your mind. Do you need a new attitude going into 2022? Maybe you're just like me and you need a complete overhaul this year. Guess what? God can do that too. Here's what you have to do. Listen carefully. If that's you, you need to come to God just like you are. <laughs> Don't worry about picking up all the pieces. Don't worry about cleaning up your mess. Don't worry about having it all figured out. Come just like you are. Come to God and say, God... Here I am, me and my mess and all the pieces, this mess that I've created, the things that I've done. I can't put me back together, God, so I need you to make something brand new out of me. You come with a heart like that and God will take his special creation, you, and he'll give you a brand new beginning. Stand with us as we pray. Father, this morning, God, first of all, we thank you for your, your might and your power, your glory and creation. God, that's so miraculous. But God, how much more miraculous is it that you can take a life that is broken and tarnished by sin, and not only glue all the pieces back together, God, you can make it brand new. God, that's a miracle. That you can take us the way that we are and transform us into something that looks like Jesus Christ. God, that's what we need this morning. And God, for someone here that's they're a lot like this old mirror, they feel broken. They feel shattered, worthless. God, this morning, I pray that they just bring their heart before you. Say, Lord, here it is. It's all I got. Do with it what you can. God, I pray as we go through this year, God, as we commit to being in your word, that your word will radically transform us, that you'll renew our minds, you'll change our hearts, you'll make us more like Jesus every single day of 2022. God, we ask this in Jesus' name. that's you this morning, why don't you come as we sing a song of invitation? If you just want to come and pray, you want to start the year out in prayer, this altar is open. We'll be more than glad to pray with you. Why don't you come? Thanks for listening to the weekly sermon podcast. Please subscribe, but also join us live in person on the Court Square in Barberville, or find us on YouTube by searching FBC Barberville, on Instagram at first underscore Baptist underscore Barberville, on Twitter at BarbervilleFBC or on our Facebook page, First Baptist Barberville.